This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five teams on upset alert. Now, some of these games, this is kind of a strange week because um, I do think there might be something in here I'm not I'm not catching, but I do think that this is kind of a weird week where there's not a lot of gap in some of these teams, or they're at like, or the gap is like so huge that I wouldn't be comfortable saying that they're on upset alert. But number five, Tennessee, three and a half point favorites over Texas A and M. Um, neither of these teams are really all that exciting right now, uh, but I, I just have a feeling that even at uh, at home, Tennessee's in trouble here because I think A&M's going to want to wash off that game last week. But, um, you know, we'll see. Is Alabama going to beat A&M twice now that they've put themselves behind the eight ball in the SEC West and they don't want to do it again? Uh, Tennessee is kind of floating through here right now, and this would be probably their best win so far this season. It would definitely be their best win so far this season. So we'll see what happens with them, but they are certainly on upset alert this week because they are the favorite uh, over AM as we head into the week. Yeah, I don't think that they're super heavy favorites, as you yeah. pointed out. I think this is almost close to a pick em type of yeah. a, a game in some ways. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to be on upset alert as you are the, the slight favorite. Been a long time uh, coming, I think, for uh, – you know Tennessee to get a win uh, over A and M, so um, yeah, this is be a, it's it's just weird that this game's not nearly that hyped. Like you know, like this is kind of goes to my argument of like if everything's a big deal, is anything a big deal? Yeah. And so when you talk about like the Super League and, and whatnot or or whatever, like Tennessee A and M feels like it should be a monster game, but it doesn't. It just feels like it's a kind of another game that's that's on the schedule. But you know, on paper, it's it's super interesting, and you know, like you said, Tennessee has it. Like, compared to last year, I mean, last year they were the bee's knees and they were all over the place and everything was cool and, and it's been much quieter. But, you know, they lost some, a lot of star power. Whereas for A&M, I mean, they need a win. Uh, well, if this was an NFL game, like Matt Rule was talking about, you could lose two or three games. If this was an NFL game, this would be a highlighted huge game. game. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you, you it, it, I know it's different, but yeah, both. This is a must. Is it a must? I hate that use term must win. Must win for who? If one of A&M. the two. I am. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be their third loss. You know, like they can't like, you know, it's a must win. I'll tell you, it's a must win for Jimbo Fisher. Yes. Because yes. he in particular needs to show that, okay, you can lose a game and then you can go beat a team that I think most that you're pretty even with uh, in, in Tennessee. So anyway, number four, Wazoo. They play Arizona this week. They are eight point favorites uh, right now, but Arizona is knocking on the door of getting that win yep. uh, for Jed Fish. And so Wazoo, while they're at home, like all the eight-point favorite, they're, and they're really good. You've heard me sing the praises of Cam Ward constantly. I think I mentioned in the top five yesterday. But they do have to be on upset alert because Arizona, USC, I mean, uh, Washington, they are knocking on the door. They've lost by nine points combined, Washington and Southern Cal. Yeah, USC. so if you're Wazoo, you better watch out because they're they're chomping at the bit to get one, and you're the next team in the way. 
No, they're uh, they're feisty and they're capable of knocking you off. They haven't been able to like you know pull off the full meal deal just yet. But yeah, I think Washington has to be cognizant of that and you know look at kind of how they defended USC. I was talking about earlier. They just sort of like just sat back and like, hey, you got to beat us in front of us. Um, and we're able to kind of contain Washington a little bit better that way. But obviously, you know, different teams, different strategies and whatnot. But I mean, they've been competitive and they are kind of on that that cusp of like getting that big win that you can really, you know, rally around and, and get excited about. It was a bummer though for uh for Arizona earlier this week. They lost their big five star commit in Elijah Rush. Saw that. Looks yep. like he could be leaning to Oregon. Uh, so that was that was a bummer because that's a big deal for Arizona. That's yeah. a big deal for the Big Twelve with Arizona rolling in to get a big five star guy like that for Jed Fish. So that that was a bummer, but man, go beat Wazoo and, and you'll be feeling a little bit better about things. And they're playing without Deloria, right? And and then the Fafita is playing the quarterback position and playing okay. Jaden Delore is a fun, fun, fun player, but he's also a headache at the same time. He, um, he, you t- you're on a roller coaster. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Very, very much so. so yes. Sometimes it's fun and sometimes you get nauseous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes you, you're just hair's blowing and you're loving the ride, and sometimes you realize, like, oh, the metal bar's not down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, hold on to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to ride again. I'm getting sick. Right. Number three. TCU, uh, this line moved a little bit now down to four and a half, but they're at a flashpoint in their season to me right now where they're sitting at three and three. They definitely did not expect to be three and three. They got beaten up against uh, Iowa State last week. BYU comes in and TCU's going to be playing with their backup quarterback. BYU would be the first new big 12 team to get a win over an existing an old school Big 12 team, and TCU seems on a two, like especially on the two game skid, very vulnerable right now, even at home, given everything that's going on here. And BYU could be get, I mean, getting hungry for that first, you know, hey, we're we're in this conference too with you guys now. Win, I think TCU is at a very vulnerable spot in their season. Yeah, we forget sometimes they weren't even an original old TCU. Yeah. They were a that's second true. wave yeah. uh, like West Virginia, but. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is worthy of upset watch. I just can't imagine TCU's not going to play a much better game than they played against Iowa State. But crazier things have happened. Like, how are they going to play with a different quarterback, you know, for an entire stretch? Um, and the Chandler Morris news stinks. But, you know, last week, that was bad, man. They had four picks. He's hurt. I mean, just the that, – that was just a really stunning result t- to me mm-hmm. um, last week, uh, them losing to Iowa State. So, yeah, I think it's very fair to put them uh, on upset watch. And BYU's a team has been kind of harder to project, like, how good are they really? Like, they're good, um, but, like, how good are they? You know what I mean? Like, how good are they really? And I think we're still wondering that about TCU as well. So, yeah, this is, this is going to be a really interesting result in Fort Worth on uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Number two, and this line has moved from one to three and a half, but Kansas going to Oklahoma State, look, man, they're, they're not going to have Jalen Daniels. Um, I don't think we can count on that. They're not going to have him. Uh, and Oklahoma State is just one of the hardest places to play. Uh, I think maybe outside Big 12 circles, people don't understand, but like going into Stillwater, you are going into a place where um, banging some, stupid wooden paddles on the <laughs> padding. In the yeah, stadium. all that stuff. And the what you've done to that point seemingly defies logic when you get there. It's such a like it's it's like the twilight zone mm-hmm. in Stillwater. It's that, a, it is an afternoon game, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's and that's good news. Um, you know, I, I guess. I mean, 
I mean, you're going to get drunk, you're going to get drunk. But, uh, you know, maybe they're not quite well, as drunk fun. at night is worse than drunk <laughs> yeah. during the day, right? I mean. <laughs> I guess it depends on your perspective. Yeah, but, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that uh, Kansas here, look, they, I, they've got to be careful because I, you know, with Jason Bean, Jalen Daniels is in this game. I may not have put them on there because I just think that he's going to play much better than Alan Bowman. But Oklahoma State might have found where their lane is now with what they can do. So we'll see. I think Kansas, Kansas got to be wary going to everybody has to be wary going to Stillwater, but especially this week. Yeah, and I say the stupid wooden paddles lovingly because yeah. that is a great feature of of games there. And I say that probably out of frustration because I. My one memory of going to Stillwater was their big upset win over Baylor um, when um, Bryce Petty and company were just kind of rolling along, and then they yep. played them at night, and it got into be an ugly, ugly game in favor of the Cowboys, and uh, you always hear about those wooden paddles. So, yeah, I think that'll be a great environment, certainly much better than it would have been had Oklahoma State not won last week, but now that they've won, it's like, all right, what is this, like you said, Paul, what is this turning into? Is, yeah. is this turning into something? Are they, like, on track now, or – is that is that a blip last week? Like, what is that exactly? Uh, but Alan Bowman, it's been okay. Um, I think that you know him and, and Jason Bean are both pretty good quarterbacks. But yeah, I mean this this is definitely a, an upset watch game if you're Kansas because I don't know how much better they really are. And I do think rolling into Stillwater after they got a big win and maybe kind of righted the ship um, is is dangerous territory for sure. So yeah, this will this will be very interesting. Number one. North Carolina, they roll in uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites right now against Miami. And the reason I say this, other than, look, I think Miami's probably better than they showed last week against Georgia Tech, but I, I know this like I know my name. If there's ever been a game that Mario Cristobal and Shannon Dawson will be at their pinnacle coaching, like mentally, mental clarity, and – Please shut up about everything will be this week. So, I mean, of course, selling it to the players, because it is one thing to like, you know, we've all heard the coaches say like, listen, we lost this game. It's my fault. I didn't put you guys in a good position to win and all that. And then at the end of the day, like nobody really takes that. Like just, it's what you say to make people feel better because, you know, how many times can you as a coach walk into a room and go, listen, this was your fault because you didn't have the effort. Like, you can go in, but there's a very specific reason that Miami lost that game, and it was the coaches. So they have to, this week, win back the trust of their players a little bit. Not, I don't think it's irreparable. I think everybody's going to get over it. But I think that Mario Cristobal and Shannon Dawson will be so focused this week that they, they will have all the I's dotted and T's crossed, like maybe never in their lives before. I would think so. Um, I, I, I think, you know, you kind of can lose sight of Miami that they were that stupid coaching decision away from being 5-0. and oh. I mean, like, everybody's laughing at the loss and everything. It's like, but, yeah, they were that close to being unbeaten at nearly the halfway point. So this is going to be a great game. UNC is unbeaten. Uh, so that, that stupid result, like, took some of the sizzle off of this game. But there should still be just as much, even though Miami's got the one in the loss column now. Yeah, this is going to be great. Um, obviously a, a huge showcase for Drake May and Miami. I think, like you said, they're going to be chomping at the bit and embarrassed and ready to get that bad taste out of their mouth. So this ought to be a lot of fun at Chapel Hill. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.